Let's go. Welcome to the Poptimist Podcast. Today, my guest is me, Taylor Berryman. Uh, I am trying a new format for this episode, episode 30. Uh, just kind of doing a solo show, see what can come of it. Uh, just always trying to make the podcast different and grow and try new things. So today we're going to do a few new segments. Um, I have one for the news. I have one on music. And then to finish it off, we have a uh, East Nashville Confessions uh, segment. If anybody has seen uh, that Facebook page, but more on that later. I got some social media shit that I need to plug for myself. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. It's the Poptimist Podcast. And Poptimist is P-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T Podcast. You can listen on SoundCloud. You can find me on Twitter, which is D-A underscore Poptimist. Or Instagram, the, Poptim- uh, the underscore Poptimist. And also, where else can you find me? Oh, uh, I have a Gmail account, thepoptimistpodcast at gmail.com. So feel free to uh, shoot me an email if you'd like. So yeah, uh, let's just uh, get it started. Nashville's mayor, Megan Barry, was just forced into resigning uh, due to some... Uh, activities that she uh, that she had going on. She was banging the head of her security detail. She was paying him a bunch of overtime money, taking trips together. Looked pretty shady. Uh, it's unfortunate because Megan Barry's also Nashville's first female mayor. So I, I think whatever the sexist, I guess, uh, hot take on it would be, was someone would say, well, we can't have uh, a woman running office because these are the kinds of things that women do. I personally don't believe that, that but there's people out there who do. Uh, okay, so let's see here. Barry pleaded guilty earlier Tuesday morning to felony theft of property over 10000 and according to court documents obtained by CM- CNN. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm a bad reader. She agreed to reimburse the city of Nashville $11,000 and serve Three years of probation. Well, our firm, former mayor is a convicted felon. How about that? It's kind of a uh, kind of shady. I don't think she was doing that bad of a, a job at, as uh, as mayor, though. I don't think she was doing that bad of a job. Um, Barry also offered her support to former vice mayor David Briley, who will serve as acting mayor of Nashville. It's unclear whether Tuesday's guilty pleas are related to the affair, and a message left with the Nashville District Attorney's Office was not immediately returned. According to the Tennessean, the two were often partaking in domestic and international travel for work, which led Forrest to rack up 33000 in expenses and 50000 Plus, in overtime in 2017 on top of his salary of 84500 None of the trips were only attended by Barry and Forrest. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty straightforward that, they, that this shit was wrong. You know, there's, there's, I feel like a lot of people in Nashville 
that don't want to say shit about this, who are just completely looking the other way, and they're ignoring the fact that she was basically embezzling money from the city, but they just overlook the, the affair. Look, I, I don't really care about the affair, but you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And in this case, that's exactly what was, uh, what was, I feel like, happening. No one wanted to say jack shit about the fact that she was caught having an affair. And if it would have been a dude, if this would have been a conservative dude, there would have been people lined up in the streets ready to take him out. There would have been mobs ready to riot if this was a guy. But, uh... I guess that doesn't really matter because it wasn't if she was a woman. Um, well, uh, good riddance. Sorry to see you go, Megan Barry. Um, but shit happens, I guess. Okay, let's see what else we got here. Trump trolls Hollywood. We don't have stars anymore. In one tweet, the president managed to be funnier than Jimmy Kimmel's entire social justice pact. Oscar gig. On Sunday night. Okay. Well. Trump is trolling. I'm, I'm assuming this was. Yeah. This was on Twitter. Which is how he communicates with the masses. I think that's kind of interesting. We're now at a, at a point in. Uh, in technology that our uh, leader. Can communicate with us directly. Sometimes the message is veiled, though. Um, the ratings crashed, and host Jimmy Kimmel acted like a panting dog that was trying to earn a treat for the woke mafia on Twitter. Hilarious. Post-Oscar talk has had everything to do with many political statements made on Sunday night and almost nothing to do with the actual films that were supposed to be recognized. Uh, this is what I don't fucking get about uh, about Hollywood. It's like why they have to turn everything political. Why does all art have to be fucking political? I hate that bullshit. I think if something can just be good and stand on its own, it th there doesn't need to be some fucking this great dog and pony show. This everything has a cause now, and everybody wants to be to feel special. Everybody wants to feel like they're contributing into the world being a better place. Which I feel like most of the time people have the opposite effect. Okay, so here's what Trump tweeted. Lowest rated Oscars in history. Problem is, we don't have stars anymore. Except your president. Just kidding, of course. Rosie O'Donnell is a fat slop. Okay, that part about Rosie O'Donnell wasn't, wasn't actually on there. But, um, yeah, so he was just, it sounded like he was just straight up trolling them. You know what's fucked up? All of them used to love Donald Trump. Donald Trump was beloved by the media and also by, uh, by all the celebrities and all the stars. I've seen a bunch of interviews where there's people you wouldn't expect saying nice things about Donald Trump. I saw one about Fiddy said, I think he was on, I don't know, one of the late night shows. We're at, a, we're at a, such a weird time in American history. Donald Trump 
is president. I remember when he, he got elected, it felt like we went to an alternate reality and that really anything was truly possible. It felt like this snag in the timeline of life. Just a, like a reboot, a reboot point. Like, oh shit. The reality we thought we were living in, we were no longer living in. Weird. I, I still can't believe it. I remember hearing about Donald Trump when I was a very little kid. Uh, when I lived down in Florida, I was probably like six or seven, and I remember hearing his name. They were building a uh, a golf course, and it was right outside of prison, and they asked him why he was building a golf course right next to a prison, and he said, so the prisoners have something nice to look at, which is uh, a very a very Donald Trump response. Um, yeah, fuck Hollywood. I don't, I don't give a fuck what Hollywood says. And I think they, they look down upon the people, the people listening to this podcast right now. The Oscars look down upon you. They think we're lowlifes. They think we're dirt. They think we're slum. Like we don't even, even if we're a fan of those films, they think they're the special Hollywood elite. Which is just straight up stupid. Okay. The final piece of news I have here. It's about Quentin Tarantino's new movie. His new movie is now titled Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's set in 1969... And it, it revolves around a fading actor, Leo DiCaprio, and his stunt double, Brad Pitt, in 70s Hollywood. Oh, I guess it's in the 70s. But the two also happen to live next door to real-life murder victim, Sharon Tate, and it's unclear how the film will, be ha- will handle this delicate subject matter. Hmm. I, well, I'm, I'm curious to see how this is going to turn out. I'm a really big Quentin Tarantino fan, but I'm a, I'm a little bit concerned because he's making a movie that seems really masturbatory. Uh, maybe, maybe you could say all of his movies are. Um, but Tarantino, he's setting a movie in Hollywood back in the 70s. Leo DiCaprio is supposed to play some washed-up actor that was on, uh, like, a Western TV show. And now he wants to get to Italy so he can, um, he can be in the Spaghetti Westerns and reclaim some of his former stardom. And his next-door neighbor is Sharon Tate. So uh, I wonder how this is going to play out if they're going to do it uh, in Glorious Bastard style where... Charles Manson gets murdered and maybe Roman Polanski since he's a child molester. This is another reason why I don't like Hollywood. So, Charles Man- uh not Charles Manson, Roman Polanski, he fucked a 13-year-old girl, but then he won an Oscar and he was basically celebrated in Hollywood as some kind of hero because he he was he took like refuge in in France. That way he didn't get charged in America, which just is a smarmy little lowlife. Like, Harvey 
Harvey Weinstein is being completely demonized, as he should be. What he did was very wrong and disgusting. But so is Roman Polanski, if, if not worse. I wonder, maybe, maybe Tarantino will have him. Tarantino's been getting into a lot of trouble lately with the whole Uma Thurman story, all that bullshit. So he might be trying to get some brownie points and maybe killing off Roman Polanski in this movie will be a way for him to get some societal brownie points. In a closed society where everybody's guilty, the only crime is getting caught. In a world of thieves, the only final sin is stupidity. Hunter S. Thompson. Megan Barry, that one's for you. What am I listening to this week? That's a great, great question. I'm listening to the album Loner by Caroline Rose. It just came out on New West Records. Uh, I saw someone post about it on Instagram. This, this album cover is a picture of Caroline, and she's wearing this red tracksuit, and she has like 20 cigarettes in her mouth. All at the same time, and uh, and she's just standing there. And when I first saw it, I thought it was going to be like a stand-up comedy special. So I, I thought, wow, this is this is kind of really uh, really funny and not something I expected just from the album cover. Which I don't know if I've ever even discovered music because of just looking at an album cover. Um, but the album is really great. Uh, one of my favorite songs on there is More of the Same, which is the opening track on the album. She's basically, in my opinion, just kind of talking talking shit about everybody kind of having, you know, perfect haircuts and perfect straight white teeth and nice bodies and all that shit. And uh, kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, a little bit of Nashville. So check that song out. Um, Caroline's actually going to be playing March 27th at the High Watt, which is pretty cool. I think I'm going to go to that because I, I really like her music. And, and also check out the song Soul Number 5. Um, she's just, uh, it seems that her spirit is being translated into the art, and it's really pure, and it's really beautiful, and I really recommend it. The moment you've all been waiting for. East Nashville Confessions. So the East Nashville Confessions is a Facebook group page where people just go and confess things like, oh, I cheated on my boyfriend. Oh, I gave my my ex-girlfriends, uh, new boyfriend's baby mama herpes, and now she's really mad at me. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff like that on there, so I figured I picked out uh, the best ones, my favorite ones. And I'm going to just kind of give, uh, I guess, advice on whatever it is they're asking. Let's, let's see what we got here. Okay, we'll start, we'll start off with an easy one. <clears throat> Secretly, I love it when my BF is playing video games and loses because I hate them and think they're a waste of time. Submitted by a non. Other. Well, video games are a waste of time. Unless you're going to be a video game developer or professionally play video games for a living. I get it. I think that um, they can be fun. They look cool. Yes, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. And I'm not disagreeing that they teach you strategy or things like that. But learn to go out and use that strat strategy. 
don't use that strategy just to play more video games. I feel like that's what everybody says when they play video games. I just straight up disagree with it. I don't think video games are are necessarily good, um, but whatever. Neither is cigarettes or alcohol or weed or cheeseburgers or any of those things. People still do them anyways. Um, I think you should break up with this guy. I'm just going to be straight up 100% real with you. Break up with this guy. If he's playing video games, just hanging around doing nothing all day, which it sounds like he probably is if you're posting about it. But that would be my take on it. Okay, let's see another good one. Ooh, here's a good one. So been dating this girl for two weeks, went home to her apartment once again, and when the bar closed, got got here and her friend showed up and brought meth she smoked with him and I hit it which I have not done since 2001 Ugh. anyway she gets high and tells me how good of a friend he is and how she has fucked him a few times here and here he is in front of me I'm a white dude and he's a black dude I don't know what race has to do with that I laughed it off she says how she smokes for free disappears for 45 minutes to quote-unquote, walk him out and comes in and passes out. Am I cuckold? Uh, <clears throat> well, before I answer that, I just want to say that you should not be dating a girl who is smoking meth. Uh, so I'm not even going to actually answer the question of whether or not I think you got cucked. That's irrelevant. I think you should not be smoking meth. And I don't think you should be hanging out with a girl who's smoking meth. If you, have, if you haven't smoked since 2001, just take a step back and evaluate this situation for a minute and see if this is really a healthy thing for you. Because it sounds like you know, you know it's not. But hey, I wish you all the best. I hope everything works out for you. That was submitted by a non-male. Okay. Let's see. Last night was one of those rare nights that my wife wanted to have sex, and she was really into it. I was in heaven, kids were gone, the dogs were put up, and we had two bottles of wine. We turned on some porn, pulled back the sheets, got naked, and started kissing. I don't want to brag about my oral skills. Hold on, I, I misread that. I don't want to brag, but my oral skills were on point. She was grabbing my hair and pulling my face in hard. Then she screamed for me to fuck her. Well, who was I to deny her? I was at full attention and dove into her like the answer to life was the was at the bottom of her vagina and my cock was the only key to unlock the secret. Whoa. <clears throat> I wonder if this was a if this was a that that dude that Megan Barry was having an affair with. This went on for a solid 5 minutes before I felt her nails digging in my back, her legs wrapped around me like a UFC move, and her eyes rolled back in my head. What followed next surprises both. She squirted. Wait, no, she erupted. It was a pressure so intense that it blew me 12 across the room. Not really, but it sounded good. I sat there looking at her, and she sat there mouth open looking at me, and in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I didn't come yet. She quickly got up and showered, asked me to change the sheets. Had it not been for her hypoallergenic mattress pad... Ugh. I would have been ordering a new mattress. 
Once out of the shower, I asked her about that because in our 17 years of marriage, it had never happened. Today, she won't even speak about it. Nothing, not a word. She's just keeping to herself. I'm not going to push the issue, issue, but I'm so fucking turned on, I can't stand it. And she's over there embarrassed. How do I let this go? How long do I let this go on for or wait to have sex again? Submitted by a non-male. Um, wow. Um, I... Women hit their sexual prime when they're uh, middle-aged, so maybe that's what this is. Um, personally, my cynical take on it is this, if this felt really out of the blue, she probably met another dude that she wants to bone that really turned her on that day that she just thought was the bee's knees. And uh, luckily, luckily for you, you were there that night. So um, Sounds like you guys have been married for a while. Um, I don't know really how to give advice on anything in, in regards to marriage. Uh, I've never been married. I'm single. But I'm glad you guys had a great sex on your hypoallergenic mattress pad. That's kind of weird. Like you put that detail in. Like this whole story was erotically very uh, detailed. And then you have hypoallergenic mattress pad. Uh, what, what does that even mean? Is that for people with allergies or some shit? So you're not, uh, you're not getting all teary-eyed at night during, uh, during sex due to, to your allergies? Well, let's see what else we got here. This is a funny one. I work at a popular place a lot of you go to, and for shits and giggles... For all the hipsters, and make sure your veggie patties are grilled in bacon grease. Just thought I'd let you know. Uh, I 100% believe that one's true. Um, this is submitted by a non-other. Interesting. I wonder where this is. It's probably a, a popular East Nashville place. Shout out to whoever, uh, whoever that troll is. You're doing the world a favor. Hypoallergenic mattress pad. I need some advice. So I'm in a relationship that's been doomed since the beginning. Lies and cheating. He's a nice guy or portrays himself to be. Not violent though. Just had a very big ego and thinks it's his way or no way really. I wonder if this girl knows me. I mean, he'll say my opinions no matter my. I mean, he'll say my opinions matter, but they don't. We've been together for over a year now. Sex sucks. Okay, so she does know me. He's very selfish in the bed and out. Ooh. I want to end things, but I don't want to hurt him. He'll say things like, if this isn't what you want, you need to tell me so I don't waste any of my time. And we'll be all pissy and kind of mean about it. But then he'll do a 180 and be like, but if this is what you want... Oh, I gotta find the second piece of paper. Cliffhanger. If this is what you want, we will look past all the crap and move forward and get married one day, blah, blah. I feel like he's messing with me like mind games or some shit. I know in my heart I need to leave. I'm just too nice and think too much about his feelings more than my happiness. What should I do? Just say things aren't working out and move along no matter how hard he makes it out to be. And me being a bad guy, or do I give it another shot and just say, I decay what to do? Well, you want to break up. You can't unring this bell. You're already thinking about it, so you should just do it. 
uh, this guy does sound like he's messing with you a little bit and like you're just kind of playing your feelings. Um, who cares what he says? Who cares what he thinks? I think you just need to, to break up with him. Um, he sounds like he's really selfish and an asshole and that you know this, but you're worried maybe about being alone. Which, which is a real shame. Uh, if you're worried about being alone, uh, just find another guy and uh, start dating him instead. That's the one way to end the relationship. And it's boom. Right down the middle. Okay. I got one more for you today. I judge people who move to Nashville to become famous musicians that have no backup plan other than music. Like, they don't know how few people make it big. Submitted by a non-female. So, okay. So, I'm guessing that the person who posted this probably either has an ex-boyfriend or a friend or a roommate who's a musician who's been coming up short on rent. And they're just, they don't have, they don't have a, another job. They're just, I'm doing it the music, man. I'm just doing the music. Which I think is a huge mistake. I agree with you 100%, by the way. I think it's stupid that people come here without any kind of plan and they just want to be a famous musician. There is so much work, time, effort, and energy that has to go into being a musician. Um... It's not about making it big and it's not about being famous. For me personally, it's all about the grind and becoming a master of a craft. It's really rewarding to become skilled, but it's very difficult. So most people don't want to do it. They are just mad that their moms and dads, for, for whatever reason, I think a lot of people have like this weird relationship with their, with their parents that are artists. Maybe because I have a weird relationship with mine. But that's just what I've noticed. Um, people are just not willing to do the work. You know, I mean, it's hard to do the work. It's hard to put in effort. It's hard to put in energy. And I struggle with it too, so I, I can't really talk a bunch of shit, but I just can't stand it when I see all of these artists and they have more publicity photos and more headshots than they do hours practiced. And that to me, I think, is what the shame in the situation is. Because I understand you have to do marketing, you have to have a public appearance, whatever, whatever. That's fine. That's all part of trying to have a career. But when you're more concerned about having a personal stylist than writing the music or any of that, I, I just, I don't believe, I don't believe in that. I don't think, looks and image are the last thing that need to come. Uh, art first, always. Yeah.